Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Welcome to the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app. Available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. We've got uh, an interesting program today. IQ Rizzoli is out. He's on vacation somewhere. Uh, Don Mazzella's at a, uh, uh, I believe he's covering an event today. Um, our guest was supposed to be John Ford, um, but uh, I called his his office. His secretary said, "Oh, he's already, he's out for the day, and he's on his way to a conference." So it's me and Dan Perkins today. <laughs> and uh, Dan, there is a lot going on in the uh, this whole political situation. It w- first of all, let's start with Hillary. It seems to be worse than we thought, according to WikiLeaks and some of the other things going on. What do you make of this uh, situation with Hillary? Well, that's a good question, Jim. In fact, I've got a piece that's being reviewed right now um, that uh, I'm expecting that probably the uh, Constitution.com will probably pick it. Um, I raised the kind of a, an interesting headline you thought the uh, election was about Trump and Clinton. In reality, it's not about either one. It's about WikiLeaks and the mainstream media. Yes. Um, every time something bad comes out from WikiLeaks over the last month or so that was damaging to Hillary Clinton, the Clinton campaign pulls out a bimbo. And she claims that <laughs> yep, 40 yep. years ago... Trump inappropriately touched her in some part of. Yep. We are going to try to get Dan Perkins back in here. It is just, it is technology today, and I hate every single minute of it. Uh, We are going to see if we can try to get Dan Perkins back in here on Skype. Um, It's just just a hell of a deal today. Makes you not want to do radio. It makes you want to just give up the business. That's <laughs> what it does. Trying to connect with Dan on the old Skype Rooney. Uh, it has just been a fun, fun day so far on this. Uh, on this excursion into broadcast excellence, as uh, as I say, 
Not very much broadcast excellence today on the world famous Shiggy Jaguar radio program, but um, we are trying. Uh, we are going to try to get Dan Perkins back with us. Uh, let me see here if we can holler back at Dan. Internet connection problems. There is an internet connection issue between the two of us. Uh, Skype is going to try to get this fixed. I just keep telling people we need to go back to the typewriter. There we go. There's I don't Dan. know what happened there. I don't know. It's it's the when internet. When you're the only, when you're the host, and there's only one guest, and the, gut, <laughs> and the guest gets cut off. It's yes. like no man's land, isn't it's, it? It's an internet connection issue, man. I, I love it. But you were saying that they, they pull out a bimbo every time WikiLeaks comes in. Pick it up from there, my friend. Yeah, what I, what I was after that is that in the piece, I talked two examples of where the media is what has been commonly used phrase in the tank for Hillary. anybody else number two donna brazil who was a commentator on cnn was feeding the cnn questions for the debate to the clinton campaign yep so um it's hard to believe that there's any objectivity left in the mainstream press and that's so who's that, gonna win yeah that that's i'll be talking about wikileaks who um is responsible for uh, gathering this information that the mainstream media should be gathering and disseminating it to the american people to allow them to understand for example this is not a wikileaks post but it's an example of what's going on in emails the FBI released a hundred page synopsis of the investigation into Hillary Clinton now there are two thoughts in this piece one it was in fact legitimately uh, transmitted by the FBI to the media or two, and there's, everybody's still trying to verify this somebody, a disgruntled FBI agent who thought that Hillary should have been indicted, released it there is in this story, which broke yesterday it said that the FBI the um representatives of the Secretary of State's office, the CIA, and the DIA were all meeting trying to decide whether or not they could consider whether the government would consider declassifying a particular uh, email. And the Clinton representative, the Secretary of State representative, was pushing for the FBI and um, the CIA and DIA to um, 
declassify this particular memo. Um, and the agent from the FBI said no. It was classified and we're not going to change it. So they kind of kicked it upstairs to the next level. Now, not to Comey, but they kicked it up in a general meeting of all of these intelligence agencies. And so the what happened was the FBI said, well, we're not going to tell anybody that it was classified. It happened to be a email on Benghazi. When when they concede when the FBI conceded that, Mrs. Clinton went out and said she didn't have any emails that were marked classified. She didn't send or receive. Now the story, the 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 backstory, which is really more important, is that the President of the United States communicated to Mrs. Clinton by not using his .gov address. He used a pseudonym to communicate to Mrs. Clinton through her private email. So the idea that he told the American people, it's kind of like if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, <laughs> yes. you can keep your plan. The first time he heard about Mrs. Clinton's private email server was when he saw it on television. Well, obviously it's not true. He lied again to the American people. And, you know, it's interesting to me, Jim, is that um, have they always lied? Or is this a phenomenon where the Secretary of State, the chief foreign policy person in the United States, and the President of the United States regularly and blatantly lie to the American people? Mr. Obama today said in a press conference, you might have heard about it, Jim, there's no voter fraud in the United States. <laughs> of course not. Dead people can still vote. I mean, it's, it's it was like, what's wrong with you, Donald? There is no voter fraud, and um, and and so we have we have built a society that is absolutely um, at the highest level corrupt, and. I think that the thing that bothers me the most about the WikiLeaks emails, Jim, is how pervasive it is, how much of the government. I mean, there are people in the government, I guess, who are absolutely livid of all of the information that was gathered for the prosecution of Mrs. Clinton, and they, and they decided there wasn't enough to prosecute her. I think that... There were an awful lot of people in this country, me being one of them, who was sold a bill of goods that Mr. Comey, the director of the FBI, was a straight shooter, and he would he would do the right thing. And it's obviously to it's obvious to me now that Mr. Comey did not do the right thing. Mr. Comey apparently capitulated because he's reported as saying he didn't want to have the responsibility of indicting a candidate for the presidency of the United States. 
Well, and see, that's that's the thing. Uh, we've got Dan Perkins with us today, best-selling author, and uh, he's a contributor to many websites, including the Daily Surge, the Daily Caller, and uh, he's with us today here on our broadcast. He's also the co-founder of Songs and Stories for Soldiers, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation dedicated to providing free, customizable electronic entertainment for members of the American military, both active and retired. Perkins is also a domestic and foreign policy contributor to Daily Caller, Daily, Reagan Baby, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Um, Dan, one one thing that uh, I, I've, I've been wanting to get your thoughts on is uh, you're, you do a lot of work with the veterans. Where do, do. Where do they stand on Hillary versus Trump? Who, who are they supporting? Oh, it's it, hands down, it's Mr. Trump. Hands down. Um, the uh, understand that the, the, the under the I, sometimes I get a little emotional about this, so I have to be careful. No, here. go ahead, go uh, ahead, my friend, go ahead. Um, we one of the reasons why we have almost a third of the veterans from Desert Storm forward suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder is because the number of tours of duty that they had to take three up to seven, up to nine. And those tours, unlike in the past where there could be as much as a year before you would go back on a second tour, tour duration and then R&R, R&Rs were 30 to 45 to maybe 90 days. So every time you go and you come back, but you're only home for 45 days to 90 days, is not enough time to decompress and deal with the carnage that you've seen in your tour. And so what's happened, and we have people that I talk to who have did who've done tours in both Afghanistan and Iraq, and they've done three, four, five, six tours. The reason why, Jim, they have to do so many tours is that the Obama administration has depleted the military force that the only way that we can keep a force in place is we have to constantly rotate people in and out. We don't have enough of an army to do what was necessary in Afghanistan and Iraq. And so we're putting these men and women under tremendous psychological pressure to try and perform. And the Department of Defense says at least a third, at least one third of all returning veterans are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. It's one of the reasons why when I do presentations all over the country, Jim, I say to people, you want to understand the implication of post-traumatic stress disorder, go see American Sniper. Because you can actually see that man coming apart at the seams. Yep. With the with the pressure of going back, going back. The man comes home and doesn't go to his wife and children because he's torn between them and going back. And they all of them, as I've worked in all the hospitals that we worked with, with, with wounded soldiers, they have one common objective, Jim. They want to try and figure out a way they can get back to their units. I met a triple amputee at Walter Reed a year ago in June. And great spirit, but trying to figure a way that he could get back somehow. He was never going back. 
but he he loved his brothers and sisters yeah. so much that he wanted to try and find a way to go back. Uh, we do a lot of work with warrior and in tr- transition units. These are units where soldiers have come home and they've had a difficult time assimilating back into the American culture. So the army creates what are called warrior and transition battalions. And these are men and women who live in barracks, who live on an active military base, who have all the mental health resources and counseling and physical therapy and whatever medicines they need to try and ultimately get them to assimilate back into society. We do a lot with those. Um, I was just telling an admiral friend of mine, um, I came to the revelation yesterday, Jim. It's, 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 It's absolutely scary. Why we're having problems at the VA. And a lot of people um, are trying to figure out what in the hell is going on that our soldiers are so mistreated. There was a story a couple months ago about a veteran who couldn't get into the emergency room and he killed himself in the parking lot of the hospital. Um, Suicide is a big problem. Suicide is a huge problem. It's growing. But two weeks ago, I saw the first report from the Bureau of Veterans Affairs that shows, Jim, that the suicide rate for women soldiers is 12 times the rate of their sisters in civilian life. 12 times. Um, just brutal. And so, in, in looking... We've got Dan Perkins with us today here in our broadcast... And uh, he joins us live. Not sure what happened to his Skype there. Looking at the problem, at least 5 million. Gonna try to get Dan back on Skype, and uh, I don't know what is going on with the internet these days. <laughs> it's definitely been an interesting broadcasting day. I think we may have Dan back. Dan, can you hear me? (laughs) Well, uh, I think Dan's going to reboot on Skype and see if we can uh, get him back in here. Um, Dan Perkins is our guest today here in our broadcast. He's a domestic and foreign policy contributor to ReaganBaby.com, DailySurge.com, TheHill.com. Perkins is a master writer, terror analyst, and author of The Brotherhood of the Red Niles, a great trilogy, centers around Islamic nuclear terrorism against the USA. And uh, 
He's going to be back with us here in just a few moments here on our world-famous Chiggy Jaguar radio program. 23 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on our big broadcast. And uh, our app is available, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Watch us do live video interviews and, and everything else on our app. It's at JiggyJaguar.us. You can also get a hold of us on uh, TuneIn as well. TuneIn is the fastest growing app online and we are listed on TuneIn and uh, you can listen to us each and every day over there on TuneIn. We are going to try to get Dan back on. Uh, We're going to see if we can pull him back up here. Technology hates us today. (laughs) Technology just hates us today. Um, But uh, you were were talking about uh, the, the, the fact that the the veterans and 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 some of the different things that they're involved with as far as the issues and the political uh way of things uh finish up on that point and then we're going to talk about uh obama's big brother homeland security chief uh supposedly is going to be taking over the 2016 election which is very 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 disturbing but finish up on your yeah, point yeah. on on veterans so the, and then we'll uh, go to that so the uh the soldiers, the Medal of Honor winners, many, hundreds of generals, um, rank and file have uh, expressed their support for Donald Trump. Um, uh, we, we have a president who has diminished the size of the army prior to taking it back to a size before the Second World War. The Navy, down around the turn of the last century, and so they they look at how can we fight, how can we protect America when we don't have the resources, both human and 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 equipment wise, to to do the job. Now, um, this is where I'm going to depart company, and it's been a relatively recent revelation on my part, Jim. When we started this presidential campaign a year and a half ago, the question on the table was, are we going to put boots on the ground in Iraq and Syria? And the president said, absolutely not, and uh, proceeded to put 7,000 troops back into Iraq. Um, I will point out to your audience, Jim, when he took the forces out initially, he did not have, the reason he took them out is he said he didn't have a status of force agreement which was protecting to protect the soldiers but you know he never got a status and force agreement and he put 7,000 men back into in, into Iraq so what we have is a situation where we've got men who are over there serving their country uh, with no protection whatsoever I believed at the time that one of the ways or a principal way in which we were going to defeat ISIS was we were going to have to defeat them on the ground in Syria in and in Iran, in Iraq. Um, I no longer believe that, Jim, because they are now in 30 countries. Instead of the massive attacks that we saw in the Iraqi desert and the Syrian desert, where they had massed tens of thousands of troops, now the attacks on a global basis are one, two, three, four, five people at a time. The guy drove one truck that killed all those people in Nice. We had one person who shot 
and killed 49 people and injured another 50 in uh, Orlando, Florida. We had a couple that did the work in, in California. Uh, we had two, three guys who destroyed the train station and the airport in Brussels. So what's going on is that there are less and less people involved. You don't put 20,000 boots on the ground to try and root out the, uh, the terrorist in Brussels or Paris or New York or some city or multiple cities in Michigan. Uh, we're going to have to change a different tactic. Now, that's not to say that we don't need an effective military, because we do. But I believe now that the tactics, because of their so widespread, mass force isn't going to work. We're going to have to use infiltration. We've got Dan Perkins with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. And you can listen to Dan and Don each and every Tuesday evening on uh, W4CY Radio. They do a heck of a great job, and they're also going to be part of our election night on the net coverage, election night. Uh, They'll also be joining us with uh, my good friend Frank Cotolo, former uh, uh, comedy writer for Wolfman Jack. And uh, also uh, that night, Rich Hall from Thunder Lake Studios. Now, um, l- let's let's talk here, Dan, about this situation. They're they're looking to guarantee an outcome. Basically, the Department of Homeland Security is looking to rig this election for Hillary. Tell us a little bit about this uh, situation with Obama's big brother, Homeland Security Chief, to possibly take over the 2016 elections. Well, the problem that that they that that the government is trying to lead us to is that the Russians are hacking our electoral system to the point that it could jeopardize the outcome of the 2016 election. Now, it's all part of an overall scheme. Uh, For example, when WikiLeaks released all the emails Prior, just prior to the Democratic convention that caused the, the termination of Debbie Wasserman Shorts, uh, Schultz, and, well, Shorts probably works better, too. <laughs> um, and um, the CEO and the CFO uh, of the Democratic National Committee all resigned. Those were not Russian hacks. That was Those are emails that came from an insider within the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee and oh by the way he was found on a park bench with like a dozen bullet holes in him shortly after that release so I think that that the uh, the Democrats seem to have found a boogeyman and Mr. Putin now I'm not saying he's a choir boy but the idea that they're hacking into our system because they want to change the outcome of the vote in and implied in their comments in favor of Mr. Trump as opposed to Mrs. Clinton. Um, I, I find it hard to believe um, that 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 one that the Russians would be interested in doing that, and two, that you could find any federal judge who would not immediately put a stay to prevent Homeland Security because uh, 
I just don't. I don't think the threat is there. I think it's. Uh, I think it's rhetoric. I think it's hype, and I think it's um, the desire of the Clinton committee and the Clinton campaign, along with the president, to try and convince the American people that the Russians are coming and they're going to dis- disrupt. The idea that the central government should take over the state, city, and county electoral process to decide who's going to win what elections is a very, very, very dangerous proposition because it may not be the Russians who are manipulating the system, but in fact it could very well be the United States central government manipulating the system. We've got uh, Dan Perkins with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, there, there is a lot going on in the Middle East. It seems like there's a lot of terror attacks that are happening. Um, what, what, what do you make of the, the current uh, Middle East? I know that you've written the trilogy about the Middle East. Uh, how and does I have that a sequel have... coming out probably right after the first of the year to the trilogy. Um, and, uh, yes, I've written a lot about... Uh, Islamic terrorism and uh, and um, and I and I think that what's going on, Jim, is that we've got a an expanding conflict. We 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 have a situation where we as a nation, yeah, have abandoned abandoned uh, our principles as a founding nation. And I'll give you the example. We have Hillary Clinton, who has indicated privately in a banker's presentation that she wants to have a free and open hemisphere. She wants to have open borders to all the people in our hemisphere. Much like what they what they tried to do in Europe, in the forming the European Union. So she wants anybody to come in, to be able to come into the country, period. Now, she says publicly, of course, we want to do our best to try and vet those pre- people, yet privately, she says, there's no way in hell we can vet the people from Syria. And the American people are being duped by the rhetoric because not because the American people are are dumb or ignorant. Yeah. It's because they haven't been given all the information. The information, and we talk about, uh, Mr. Trump has been talking about, and Mr. Pence have been talking about, the director of the FBI, the director of the CIA, and Homeland Security have all come out publicly and said, we do not have the ability to vet certain refugees, and so we can't assure the American people that bad guys are not going to get in. Yep. And it so happens that the people that we can't vet are the Syrian people. So when Mr. Trump says, I want to, I want to aggressively vet people, before they come into the United States to make sure as much as possible that they believe what we believe and want to be a contributor 
to this nation. Yes. The reality is, Jim, in order to properly vet somebody, you have to have the cooperation of the government from which they're coming from. Because they're responsible for communicating some of the data that helps you make a determination whether this is a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. Well, guess what? We have no diplomatic relations with the country of Syria. So we get nothing, zero nada, from somebody from Syria. And as a result, what Trump is saying, we can't bring these people in because we have no way of vetting them. They've already, ISIL has already told us that they're smuggling in terrorists in with the refugees. And because we have no way of vetting those people, because we don't have access to the country of origin information, we are putting our country at grave risk. And so what's happening is you've got all this dislocation going on in Europe, all this migration from, from the Middle East and from Africa, and turmoil going in. My wife, Jim, uh, for my wife's 70th birthday, our youngest son and daughter-in-law said, we're going to take you to your favorite place, which is Paris. And <laughs> That's pretty awesome. We've got uh, Dan Perkins with us today. We've also got, we've also uh, are being joined by our guest on, uh, on the telephone. Um, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, my friend. Dan we lost Dan. Do we still have our guest? We're having a lot of internet connection issues today. Uh, I'm not sure what is going on with the internet. They might be working on the lines. I I, I don't know. I'm about to be driven out of my freaking mind with these internet connection issues. And uh, we're going to see if we can reconnect with our guest here. Let's see if we can get our guest back on here. Let us see if we can reconnect with our guest here in just a few seconds. Um, having a lot of internet connection issues today. It's very, very annoying. I apologize to our affiliates i apologize to the listeners i apologize to everybody on red nation radio and kfrk and uh, all of our all of our various there we are okay we we've we've been having a lot of internet connection issues today so i apologize uh <laughs> it's it's just it's been so much fun let me see if i can get dan bergens back on skype and uh we'll, we'll, we'll start the interview here with you there's more time <laughs> yes we're, we're having all sorts of fun with the internet uh um, yes. we we finally got our guest on uh go ahead and introduce yourself my friend so uh so dan and i know who we're speaking with and uh th then we'll start the uh start the the lovely conversation here go ahead my friend uh, well phil marshall i was a uh medic back dust off the copper pilot in vietnam and okay. i've written several books about the missions that we flew as 19, 20, 21-year-old uh, crews, the rescue missions, and uh, uh, in a nutshell, that's about it. Uh, had a, a nice little bit of success with them. 
Now you have. Uh, we, we were talking earlier with uh, with with our with our uh, correspondent here, Dan Perkins, about uh, he has a, uh, a veterans uh, nonprofit, uh, songs and stories for soldiers, and uh, you being a military expert, Vietnam veteran, helicopter pilot, um, tell us tell us a little bit about. Uh, your view of the elections and everything, and then I'll let Dan jump in and ask you some questions here. Uh, okay, that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> um, I just knew I'm not voting for, let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, uh, well, being a military person, uh, obviously uh, that's important to me. Uh, I uh, have great concern about the state of our military today, the President administration has left us in. Uh, I hate to see for more uh, eight years uh, of the same thing. Now, 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 Dan is a is an author as well, and I know that uh, Phil, you've written some books, uh, DMZ Dust Off Vietnam. You've also written uh, Dust Off and uh, Medevac Vietnam Helicopter Rescues. You've also written Vietnam True Stories of Daring Helicopter Rescues, as told by the men who flew them, uh, Volume One, Two, and Three. Um, Dan, do uh, you have any questions for our for our Vietnam veteran here? Yeah. Uh- First of all, thank you for your service. I was not in Vietnam, but I am a veteran of that era. Um, thank you too, sir. And uh, uh, as Jim said, I have a I have a foundation that's dealing with post post traumatic stress disorder, sleep deprivation, and suicide from Korean War veterans, Vietnam veterans, and uh, and everything since uh, 9/11. Um, I, I find as I travel around the country. Uh, in in working with veterans. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.